Welcome to the Journal Hijabi podcast. I'm your host, Sirin, and here we're all about elevating the voices of hijabi women in mainstream media through authentic storytelling. Without further ado, let's begin the episode. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of Journal Hijabi. This is your host, Serene. kind of set up my room so I can record a podcast so we just came back from a cabin trip and I was just sitting thinking doing like a recap I have my journal wrote out what I want for the episode set things out and right when I was gonna press record my mom comes home and then you know it's like yelling and just not in the mood blah 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 yada yada so here I am recentering myself as we should and get into today's episode. So this past week, I took a cabin trip with my mom and sister and little brother. We just wanted like a small winter getaway, you know, December, winter break type of thing. So we took a road trip, went to the cabin, and it was so cute, like made out of wood. It felt like we were in a gingerbread house. And I love like the feeling when you first arrive when you're on vacation anywhere that you go a hotel off the plane to someone's house a cabin the moment you arrive is the best when you're looking out the car window and you see the cabin when you get out all of your family and they're like recording videos and everyone's running up to the room and finding the room and going up the stairs and wanting to see the jacuzzi that's like the best moment of the whole trip and I just really cherished that moment that moment is like embedded in my mind when we first arrived like looking for our cabin driving through the woods and right when we saw it we were like just you know screaming yelling taking a video the smiles on our faces like I just love that the weather in Texas has been colder than ever, like 10, 9 degrees, and it's just not something Texans and myself um, are used to. Like, we just don't have the strength for it, the tolerance for it. Basically, we're not built for it. Texas is not built for, for it. I'm not built for it. It's just freezing cold. We don't have, like, the right winter clothes like Colorado or somewhere else that like they sell winter clothes for that kind of weather, nine degrees, seven degrees. And we've been kind of dealing with that throughout the trip. And it was just like extremely cold. 
And then I remember that we have a jacuzzi, which is the best part about cabins, the jacuzzis that they have outside. Second best part of the trip. I love jacuzzis. I took my sweet time in there, especially when you're a hijabi and you can't really swim. Well, okay. Uh, okay, we can swim. Hold up. We can, I can swim. But what I'm saying is that like, if you want to swim in public or at a water park, like you just, you know, you need to be covered up. Like basically you need to have clothes, like the whole deal, shmeal, shorts, leggings, hijab, turban, turtleneck shirt. I don't know. But you know, when you come to all girls cabin trips, it's like the jacuzzis for yourself. Put on whatever you want and dip in there and have a good time. So that was kind of the vibe. I was with my older sister, you know, just having combos late night. It's like seven degrees outside, but in the jacuzzi, it was like a hundred degrees. And I had a thought about if there were jacuzzis for like when you're on your period. Okay, hear me out for a sec. I know you're probably going to think this is so gross, but the only thing that helps me during my period and with cramps is like hot water, like hot baths. So I was thinking like, why isn't there a jacuzzi, like a, a mini jacuzzi like made for one person that you could just use and sit in like during your period and um, that just like helps relieve the cramps. And then, you know, when you're done, you can like drain it, clean it, wash it. I don't know. I don't care if you think this is gross, but it feels good. I don't care. Try it. Hot water period cramps boom done gone and then later that night we watched a family movie we decided to watch that swimmers movie with the two syrian refugees that uh were like olympic swimmers and swam and won the refugee team olympics the girl's name is yusra mardini 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 i don't know and that was it, it was a movie I'm going to say that part of me was kind of traumatized from that movie because that's that's basically what my job was. If you've listened to the previous episode, I used to work with the refugees and it's like throughout the movie, I was like, yep, that, that's what I did. The paperwork, that's familiar. I know that they go through that. The, the waiting period, this, the, you know, coming here. But it's like thinking of the, the refugees that, have kind of no choice but to come here through the most dangerous way which is like through the boat and like paying thousands of dollars and just like crossing the whole ocean to be somewhere to escape war and it's just like that process you know and obviously you know some don't make it alive we've seen the horrific pictures online of all of that and I was just like I couldn't sleep that night because I was just like reawokened the work that I did with refugees but it honestly made me miss it as well. The second day I woke up with the mood to do yoga. I always bring my yoga mat with me on trips just so I can like have it and then lay it out so when I wake up I could just do like a morning flow. So that morning like I've been trying to make myself do yoga the better part of half of that whole day and sometimes it's just like my body just doesn't want it and I kind of like force myself to do it in a way that like it defines my productivity and it defines my day so I was like really pushing myself to do it but then I 
just sat down with myself and started journaling and kind of thinking about that, that I have days that are high and I have days that are low. And that day I just felt low the day before I felt high because like we just first arrived on the trip. But the second day, like I was just feeling low and it's like accepting that moment and that feeling that, okay, today's a low day and that's okay. Just like I can feel good and accept the high days, I can just live in the low days, accept that and just know that it's going to pass. So later on in that day, like during the evening, I did end up doing yoga and it, I actually felt so good because I released that feeling from my body through doing yoga, which is what's so great about it. So at this point of the trip, it was just getting colder and colder and I think it got to like three or five degrees outside, just very cold. And I was kind of bummed because I wanted to go back in the jacuzzi. But guess what? The weather didn't stop me and I wasn't going to let this trip slip away at the end of the year. So I decided to go back in the jacuzzi to just like a solo dip. Like I just went, no one else, you know, wanted to. So I just went like in my hoodie and my legging because it was just very cold, heated up the jacuzzi, you know, sat there for like an hour or two just thinking about life, thinking about that swimmers movie with the refugees and, you know, how they won in the end and that whole process. And low-key, a part of me, like I always talk about this with my sister, that in some world, like I really saw myself being like an Olympic swimmer and I don't know let me I'm just gonna let that thought float there but that's what I was thinking in the jacuzzi I was like imitating the swimming techniques running around in a circle basically just you know just feeling myself a little solo jacuzzi think about life thinking about what's next the future the moment and just taking that time in and I love those times those moments really define my day and my trips so never be afraid to do something alone or step out of your comfort zone or do that thing that no one else is doing then I went inside took a shower ate some pizza and then guess what boom our electricity went off it's like at night now pitch black dark in the middle of the forest and the electricity went off. So immediately, like, I started looking for my little brother upstairs. And we all kind of came together. We just used the flashlights on our iPhones, walking around. Of course, there's, like, no candles in there because there's no candles in cabins for the risk, I guess. Like, we just couldn't find any. So we're walking around wondering if the electricity went off, like, for the whole neighborhood or for us. And then you can see, like, throughout the whole cabin forest neighborhood, like, everyone's electricity is off and like you could just see them walking around through the windows with their flashlights as well so it's like okay it's not just us this is like the one thing that you're afraid of on cabin trips in the forest and then it happens and your mind starts going through every single horror movie that you watch and i was just my mind was stuck on the scariest movie to me and that's hush and I was just thinking of that movie, just like terrified, like looking in the bathroom window and just like imagining that I see that guy with the mask or something popping up in the pitch black dark. So we kind of just waited it out. Like I just assumed that the electricity is just going to be off for the rest of the night. So in the end, like we just ended up going to sleep and keep in mind, like 
it's freezing outside, right? So the electricity is off. That means that the AC is off. So the degree, the temperature is just like slowly dropping. And we ended up sleeping like in 60 degree weather indoors. And it's like five degrees outdoors. And we just tried to like cover ourselves with all the blankets that we can find. But I will say the good part of it is that I got to look out the window and actually see all of the stars. Just the stars so bright, shining in pitch black dark forest. And it was just absolutely stunning. So in the middle of the night, the electricity actually came back on. And me and my sister immediately ran to the kitchen to make like chicken nuggets and hot dogs and hot tea and everything we can. So we went downstairs to do that. And then the electricity just kept like coming on and off and on and off. So like every 10 minutes it would be on and then it would be off. So we were just like scrambling, running around, trying to make all the food that we can, eat, use the bathroom, uh, you know, just charge our phones. It was just like chaotic, but we just like saw the, you know, just like made it a fun time and had like a little deep sister combo. And she talked about like her deep divine femme and meditation and music and DJ and life and our, you know, dreams that we've had. And I just like, just, you know, love that moments that like the combos and stories and family gatherings that you have when the electricity goes off is just like unmatched. So we just went back to sleep and then in the morning we woke up and the water was off. So at that point, like, I mean, I just surrendered. I was just like, okay, like we were just, and this is like this morning that I'm talking about. So I just, like my mom came in the room and told us that, that the water's off, blah, blah, blah. So you can only flush the toilet once. Like I couldn't even wash my face or anything but we were leaving that morning so i was just like whatever like got ready wore my clothes did like a warm-up yoga upstairs my mom made us breakfast and then we were just like on our way we are trying to contact like the cabin people just to see if we'd get like a refund for the last day or some credit because yeah that was like kind of a bum that the electricity was off and we couldn't really like enjoy that night and then on top of that like the water cutting off so yeah I guess those are the downsides of taking a cabin trip in the middle of the woods like during the cold dead winter wouldn't really recommend that I guess it's like more of a fall thing so I want to talk about the things that really made me feel grounded during this trip and during those times of like uncertainty so i always bring with me on trips and travel uh this deck of meditation cards that i bought from five and below that i love so much even at my house i have them stacked like next to my bedside so every time i wake up i just pick a random one and then read it so the one that i picked and took with me on the trip said come back be aware that your mind will tend to wander and worry about things in the future you have no control over. Close your eyes and say stop, come back. Take a deep breath and remember to live in the present. I like really needed that card and I read it over and over and again and also every trip I come up with like this affirmation and for that trip the word was unplug. And then another thing is my beloved word search puzzle book. 
that I bring with me on every single trip and I just love doing them like in the morning before the trip like on the plane or in the car because it really like turns my brain on for me and I also got it at five and below so five and below just really comes through for me for trip stuff and then I have this journal that I actually bought brand new kind of for the new year but also because my old journal like I was done I filled out every single page for my journal entries and this one I got from Target I don't know why I'm I'm talking to you guys like you could actually see the things that I'm talking about in a video um but I guess I'll post them or something or take a picture of them but this one I got from Target and I love it, it on the cover it was it's from the artist uh what's her name Megan or Morgan Nicholas and on the cover of the journal it says like one of her arts which says through sun and rain flowers bloom all the same I used this journal to write an entry in that moment where I was like trying to do yoga all morning but just like felt low and just like out of it so I don't know do you um, I guess I'm gonna read you guys um my actual journal entry I actually do not remember what I said, but I like to be genuine and authentic and here it goes. Okay. So every journal entry, I title the day and the time. Like I'm very detailed because I want to know kind of everything in that moment. So I put the date, December 22nd, 2022, Thursday, 9.45 a.m. Hi there. I'm currently on a cabin trip with my mom, sister, and little brother. I'm sitting upstairs in the living outside area of my room. I didn't sleep well last night and feel dizzy and anxious this morning. I was thinking about how quick my moods change. Yesterday was a high and today is a low. I guess it's a part of being a woman or human. I'm accepting that this is a normal feeling. My body is not capable of being energized 24-7. Celebrating the low just like the high. My mom woke me up last night twice because she kept checking on my brother. She carries a lot of worry and fright in her body. Ooh. It's like beyond the mother's instinct and sometimes I can't handle it. It makes me feel lost and out of place. Okay, she's getting deep. Because then I need to start soothing myself. She just came upstairs to tell me we need to leave the cabin in an hour because the weather might be too bad to drive in tomorrow. I just want to remind myself of these moments, the real moments with my mom. So when I move out, it won't fully be bad. Damn. Okay. Sometimes I read these uh, journal entries and I'm like, wow, that was... I don't know what that was. That was like deep, mean. How was I feeling in that moment? I don't know. Well, now that I read you guys my deep personal journal, I feel like now I have to talk about it, about the end where I said move out. So... That was kind of a topic and an idea like I've been thinking about lately, which is moving out at 24 years old. I'm currently living with my parents and I'm currently fun employed, as you guys should know. Both of my sisters moved out. So I have my younger sister went to Spain to study abroad and has like a teacher program job. And my older sister moved out for college and she's uh, in Austin, like, for a job. And so then there's just me, 24 years old, at home, still figuring out what area I want to go to. 
but I will say this. I, I, I figured it out. So I'm majoring in education. I'm getting a master's of education. I'm really into Montessori schools, that whole method of kind of incorporating the child like into your daily life like making them do the chores with you a lot of outdoor time animals stuff like that like every day just real life stuff real life teaching instead of just like standardized tests and desks and cold ac like creepy rooms so that's kind of like my vibe where i'm going education so I found like a Montessori job in Austin and I applied there and they replied back, yeah, and they want to do a phone interview on January 3rd. So I'm super psyched and excited that I kind of have like that going for me because I've just like been feeling like a funk, you know, just at home, like not really doing anything and I'm accepting that. I do not 0% feel guilty of doing that. Like I accept that. I don't see that as a low. I just see that as like a much needed resting period of resetting and it's honestly a luxury it, it it's a luxury like not anyone and everyone can do that because like you know they have to pay rent and stuff so i'm just like taking it to my full advantage and it's kind of like normalized in my culture of being arab we don't move out of our houses like the second we turn 18. Our parents actually encourage us to stay with them as long as we can and really just venture out or move out or find something like when we're settled, when we have that stable job, when we have that stable pathway or career that like we could tell them, okay, like I have a plan, I have this, which I think is is very good like now that I think about it. Because honestly, at 18, like, my mind is just not right. Like, I would just be making mistakes, wrong decisions, this and that. And then again, like, I guess you need to be out there and make mistakes and step out of your comfort zone. But it's like, I mean, if you're Arab, like, you know what I'm talking about. So other than that, also coming up in January, me and my sister are going to take a little sis trip to New York City. And I was kind of thinking about that, that I kind of just recently came back from New York and reflecting on what I think about it now, specifically as a hijabi. And I honestly feel like myself in New York, not only as, you know, just like me, Serene, my personality, but like as a hijabi, the way that you can basically dress however you want and you won't, like you'll just blend in. That's what I like about New York. And I've always, like anywhere that I go, I'm kind of afraid of like looking or seeming like a tourist. And I mean, no matter how much I try, I guess I'm just like always going to look like a tourist because... It's weird, like, outside of your hometown or, like, in Arab countries, I don't know why as a hijabi, you just feel like you're a tourist everywhere. It's, like, weird. I don't know. Lately, I've been trying to get into TikTok. It was, like, a TikTok era for me for a hot minute and just really delving into, like, the trends, the videos, doing that. But I kind of got way looped in and um, I've been trying to, like, keep up with trends and stuff, but... It's just too exhausting. I can't. It's not for me. Just like the need to just always go viral, seek attention, uh, do trendy videos, keep up. Like I just can't. It, it, it's, it's just not working. Not for me. I mean, I wish, but no. 
I think it just like got toxic for me. I cannot keep up and I shouldn't even feel that way. Like why am I out here chasing things on the internet? And I don't want to say that like anything's wrong like with TikTok or TikTok trends. I think it can be fun, trendy, cool, blah, but it was just like reflecting nowadays like the obsession of going viral, wanting the attention, nothing wrong with it, but just saying like, why am I seeking that? Why am I seeking to go viral with every TikTok video that I do? Like, look at me, look at this. And then I was just like reflecting that that's basically how the internet has shaped us. People my generation, my age, or like right now, this is how the internet looks like. In every couple of years, it looks very different. Like from when the first iPhone came out, the iPod, you know, been through all of that. That's why it's so unique for people in their 20s because it's like kind of developing yourself in that internet TikTok era. Is that, is, is that what's in? In every decade, there was like that thing that's, that, that was like hot. Like, I don't know, the 2000s, Hillary Duff, I don't know, Britney Spears. Uh, it's like... If that's what all your friends are doing or people in high school are doing or that's the trend, then that's what you think you should be doing and then you do it. And I feel like now that's what TikTok is. So I've come to the conclusion about that is just to use it as a tool. Use social media as a tool, as something fun, as an outlet, creative outlet. But when you start comparing yourself to other pages and people, that's when you need to stop. I don't know if you need if you have to mute them, unfollow, block, delete it, you know, just stop because you could really get looped up into that hole of comparison. And I really stand by the saying that comparison is the thief of joy because it really is. And it ruins my day. Like when you're feeling good, you want to do, I don't know, like something trendy or video and then you just feel bad because like it doesn't go viral or this and like why am I even seeking that? And then you just go into the li- the spiral in, 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 in loop. So just do you. And then get off. That's how I see social media now. Do what you have to do on there and then get off. And then I was thinking if you you guys remember Twitter jail. Like when I think, I don't, I mean, I had Twitter in 2012. So I don't know if they had it then, but my friends and people would tell me about something called Twitter jail, where I think like if you are on Twitter for too long, like you can't tweet anymore or something, or they put you in the jail, which I think is just like a funny but really effective concept of social media. Now, Instagram kind of did that with like their timing, but honestly, I don't think that works. At least it does not work for me. Like when that timer is up, I set it for two hours, I still press the button to like take off the timer, like just to stay off, stay on it throughout the day. So I'm wondering if there could be like an Instagram jail, like if you, if you're on it too much or scrolling or like the algorithm, whatever can like sense that you're just like in a funk addicted to it or like in a loop and like going through th- like these billions of never ending pages, like it just puts you in jail. I, I would honestly like that.
Thank you for tuning in and spending this time listening to this episode. If you could take one second to support this podcast by sharing it and leaving an honest review, it would mean so much to me and help us to reach many different audiences to spread our stories about the hijab. Until next time, never forget the power of being a hijabi. Thanks for reaching the end of the episode. We hope you learned something new about the women who wear the hijab. You can watch the recorded video of this episode on YouTube at Journal Hijabi. And be sure to follow our Instagram at Journal Hijabi to stay updated on all things hijabi and help spread our stories. Until next time, never forget the power of being a hijabi.